back, everybody, to Redefining Rural. We are a Colorado podcast dedicated to celebrating, bringing awareness to, and changing the way we think about rural education in the state of Colorado and beyond. And we're so excited to launch a brand new series of new episodes. So welcome back. Hi, I'm Kirk Banghart. I'm the Chief Facilitator of the Colorado Rural Education Collaborative. I'm Danielle LaPlatte, Director of Rural Services at the Colorado Department of Education. And I'm Michelle Murphy, the Executive Director of the Colorado Rural Schools Alliance. Hey, everybody. We're so excited to be back for a new season and a new series. And we are even more excited to have a premier sponsor, Generation Schools Network. Generation Schools, that is uh, my co-host, Kurt Banghart's primary role is with Generation Schools, and they have done such incredible things for uh, rural schools in Colorado, and we're super excited throughout the course of the season to highlight some of that work. They've also brought um, some professional expertise to our podcast through an AmeriCorps. Um, he's not a volunteer. It's Yanni Gottlieb. So thank you, Yanni, and welcome to our show. Kirk, do you want to talk a little bit about what Yanni's doing for us and with us? Yeah, so it, we're very excited because one of the things that Generation School Network has done is, is donated some of their AmeriCorps uh, VISTA time to help us support. Uh, Yoni is a, a communication specialist, and so he'll be helping edit, making this sound way more professional than uh, the three of us have done in the past. So we really thank the team at Generation Schools for providing us this extra support so that uh, what we put together uh, is more is smoother for all of you to hear. Yeah, thanks, schools, and thanks, Yanni, in advance for putting up with us. All right. Well, we're so excited to be back with Redefining Rural. Um, we just wanted to talk a little bit about where we've been, where we're going. Um, we've been excited because we, though during this the time of COVID, we've all been very, very busy doing lots of different pieces, uh, working with lots of schools across the state. It's always amazing what rural schools are doing. I know for our work in the, the Colorado Rural Education Collaborative, we've been focusing on helping schools with their reopening plan. We've been focusing on how to continue doing the great work that they're doing. Uh, also focusing on social emotional learning uh, in, in schools across the state. And so it's been a very busy time, but super excited to be back doing the podcast with my two wonderful co-hosts. Uh, let them share a little bit about the work that they've been doing. And then we'll dive into where we're going. So, Daniil? All right. Thanks, Kirk. Well, yes, everything looks totally different. And I think as we have taken a pause, we have tried to figure out um, the best next step forward. And I think that's what everyone has been working on across the field. It's just trying to navigate um, this really challenging environment. So, um, in addition to doing our regular job of supporting all of our districts, leaders, um, staff, students, communities, we've also been trying to figure out what this looks like as we continue to move through this pandemic. And I think um, we are getting um, closer to a solid plan moving forward and trying to be more flexible and adaptable and find um, more of a balance. And so definitely what Kirk said, I am so excited to be back <laughs> recording with you guys. We had so much momentum. So I'm so excited to continue that. And um, yesterday, actually, I was asked, what is your favorite part of your job? And I think I just go back to working with the people that I work with. I don't know that um, I could ever leave rural education. I think it's a, a great place to be. Everyone cares so much 
Um, and it's just really energizing, even though we're going through some really difficult times um, and talking with all of our leaders, you just get, um, you can get a lot of energy from them and just, you know, trying to move forward and um, remain positive through these tough times. So glad to be back. Thanks, Daniil. I echo what Kirk and Daniil both have said. Um, it has been an intense, intense, what is it, eight or nine months since March. You know, the Rural Alliance is primarily an advocacy organization, and the face of advocacy has changed dramatically. During the pause, we've shifted all of our communications online. We're thrilled to have weekly meetings with upwards of 130 of our rural superintendents. Blessed by having the commissioner, Dr. Anthes, on those calls, Dr. Early from CDPHC. I mean, the people at the state level that have stepped up in support of our uh, rural school district in terms of getting them the resources and information they need to keep their kids in school, which has been number one top priority for our superintendents, despite all odds. Um, it has been just, I say this all the time, but just an honor and a privilege to be able to provide some modicum of support and information and, and guidance for them as they do that. Um, we're shifting now, as Daniil said, we've been, you know, I think for the three of us, this is about, this, this podcast is a big piece of the highlight of our work because we get to share with you all and a growing listening audience all of the great things that are happening in our rural schools. And so this year, last year, we had sort of high altitude discussions about things like teacher shortage and four day school week. Um, what the governor's, the governor's leadership around uh, tackling rural issues. Um, Dalton Reisner was on. That was, of course, as a Bronco fan, one of my highlights. And just his message around kindness and compassion. And um, this year, we're going to dig in. And we're going to talk to rural kids about what they're doing in their schools and communities to promote kindness and compassion. We're going to um, talk to some education leaders, urban and rural, who are doing amazing partnerships to really promote and advance opportunities for our rural kids. We're gonna talk about social emotional learning, but again, not that high altitude conversation, which is of value, but going to the schools, starting with the Elizabeth School District, we're super excited, they'll be our first COVID, um, our COVID conversations and you know, to mask or not to mask, uh, it looks like we'll be doing it remotely, which breaks my heart a little bit. I think the big tug for us, right, Kirk and Daniel, was to be able to go into the district and and see their space. I guess that's the downside is that we won't be doing that, at least not anytime soon, but we will when we can tap some of our student leaders to give us that um, in-district perspective of, about what learning looks like in our rural schools. So we're also excited to, to focus in on some other areas like things like alternative accountability, uh, college and career readiness that's taking place in, in the rural sector. I think we're also looking at problem-based learning and wanting to highlight how that's working in a lot of our districts. And really this focus that we're hearing across the state on what is the power of in-person learning look like. And so we're going to really focus this year on bringing those stories to you all about the great work that our rural schools are doing for their kids and the power of what that looks like. Uh, one of the pieces that I think some, many of you might know, but some of you may not, is that part of what we've been doing during this summer break is that the Redefining Rural group has been really focused on what we call roundtables. And so we, bring, we have been bringing superintendents uh, and then advocacy organizations and Department of Education folks all together to really talk about what's going on to help support 
each other in what has been this transition for schools um, as we've been working through it. And so the three of us were really lucky that we actually just completed one of those roundtables. We had 30 superintendents that were on that call from all around the state. Uh, and part of what we were really talking about was the power of what in-person learning looks like. And so I think part of what we want to really reinforce to listeners is that what we're hearing from parents, from students, from superintendents is that there is a lot of power in during this COVID time of what it looks like to be in person and be able to do it. But we also have a lot of flexibility within our systems that our student superintendents talked about. I think I want to, Kirk, when you were talking, I wanted to jump in and I didn't. So I get a little cred for not interrupting you. Yay, I'm growing. Um, but there's a lot of power in in-person learning, but the thing that strikes me is there is a ton of challenges in in-person learning, whether it's so the issues. Uh, I think originally we were, the superintendents were concerned about being able to, uh, whether the communities would, the students would wear their masks and the staff would wear their masks. That masking become, has become a political issue. What we're hearing clearly is the masking is not the issue. But there still are real questions and concerns, especially as the pandemic starts to really show up more in our rural communities. How do we keep our teachers safe? How do we keep our students safe? The data is telling us kids are safer in school than they might be in the community, but there's still a real fear out there with our educators and how we make sure. And without our teachers, folks, <laughs> our schools are nothing. And we know that we don't have enough substitutes. So how, how what the amazing things that are districts are doing to assure their teachers, make sure the learning environments are safe. I mean, we're super inspired by that, and we hope that you all will be as well. Yeah, and I think for me, it goes um, straight back to the leadership piece. I mean, how amazing have our school leaders been through this entire time? Uh, we know that they have been so overwhelmed and stressed, just taxed with all of the things that they're trying to do. But I think what was really encouraging for me in our call with our superintendents this morning was just that there has always been a focus on students, what's best for our students, how they can provide for their students' needs, even when it means going way above and beyond um, their call of duty. But the leadership piece, I think we just, we can't ignore. We have some really incredible leaders across our state that have been so brave in the face of this. And um, one of them said it this morning that, you know, we are called to make some really tough decisions. They've been doing the best they can with um, their communities, um, creating more partnerships, um, looking at additional opportunities for kids, especially as we look down the road. But I think the leadership piece has just been pretty incredible. And so I think that, you know, that's something we're going to talk about as well is um, leadership and just in the face of, of challenges and not. I mean, it, it boils down to that each and every day. Yeah, totally agree. And I think the other piece that I would, would highlight with the leadership is how collaboration has been a central part of what's been going on during during this time. Um, I think, you know, folks may not understand that, that districts do, you know, in the past districts were kind of competitive. Uh, and what we found is during this time is that people have really come together, shared uh, thought thought partnerships, shared resources, really be able to come together. We know that that many of our regional uh, BOCES come together, if not uh, bi-weekly, also weekly, to have discussions to make sure that there's a regional message about what is best for kids. And so I think that's something that I would say for the leadership has been 
really exciting to see is how well there's been collaboration across the state of Colorado, especially when it comes to rural superintendents working together to make sure that all of the thought process that goes into what's happening in their districts is well vetted and, re and ready for kids to make sure that it's what's best for them and their communities. I think we're seeing that collaboration at the state level as well in the policy front, certainly between and among our K-12 partners, so Case, CASB, the Rural Alliance, and CEA really coming together and working together and messaging together on the shared interests of our educators, our administrators, and our superintendents from big districts, large and small, but also from some of folks who have not always traditionally been our partners in the work and some of the advocacy groups and everybody realizing our shared goals and our shared interest in making sure the kids are in school, getting the social and emotional supports, and of course, instructional support that they need. And that has been, you know, we talk about uh, silver linings or COVID keepers. And so I, I hope that, that that collaboration and the increased parent and community engagement that we've seen locally is a COVID keeper and that the partnership and the opening of dialogues at the state level between and among advocacy groups is another COVID keeper. So we'll sort of keep that as a theme throughout our shows too, talking about what do we hope to survive this crazy, crazy COVID experience. Yeah, and I think there's a common thread there. Um, especially with the conversations that we've had all from students all the way up to school administrators to state level leaders. It's the connection piece that really matters. I think, again, relationships matter. We've heard that coming through our conversations throughout this entire time. I mean, I think that that's something that has been really important and that's something we've continued to do um, is to try to keep those relationships really strong to collaborate um, so I think everyone's doing a great job of that, but I think we just need to be reminded that those are really um, key components to moving this work forward. So we, as you can tell, we are super excited for our upcoming season. Look for us on social media, friend us, or what do you do on Instagram? Do you friend on Instagram too? <laughs> I don't follow know us. what that all means. Right, follow us. Thank you. I'm, I'm the oldest one, so I can be clunky when it comes to text. Follow us on Instagram. Help us. Help us get the word out about all the great work happening in rural. And we, uh, we look forward to it.